Today's text is from Philippians 4, 6 and 7. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God, and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. I looked up in the dictionary to find the exact meaning of anxious, and this is what I found. Full of mental distress or uneasiness because of fear of danger or misfortune. Greatly worried. And I thought, this is exactly what I went through whole of this week. Now, I wasn't getting anxious because I had to preach today. I was getting anxious because I had sent, sent some papers for my parents in India just about three weeks ago for applying um, visa so that they can come here. They still haven't got it, and I so want them to get it so that, I, so that they can apply for the visa. That's why I was getting anxious. And I thought, I have to preach through this text this Sunday. <laughs> So God has his own way of teaching, um, his own way of uh, really training you. I'm not sure, um, as you're sitting here this Sunday, this morning, what are you anxious about and what are your worries are and what are you upset with. You might be frustrated. Some of you might be frustrated with God this morning. But at the same time, I do know in our church, we do have people who are most satisfied in God. And I want to thank you, thank God for them as well. So just as the text says, why don't we go to God and focus on his words so that when we present our request to him, that the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard our hearts and our minds in Christ Jesus. Let us pause ourselves before him and pray. Father Lord, Father Lord, we want to humble ourselves before you. We want to come before you like your children. Father, we know that there is nothing that we can pretend with you, Lord. And Lord, we want to thank you that we have access to our Heavenly Father in your Son, Jesus Christ. And I pray, Father, that as we look through your word this morning, that may your Spirit be with us. May you help me, Lord, to preach your word. And I pray that may your word come with your life, O oh Lord. Because your word, just as you say in your word, has life. So Lord, anoint us, prepare us, and open our hearts for your word, O oh Lord. Thank you for this text, O oh Lord, which is really a great promise that we can bring everything, O oh Lord, you say everything, in everything, that we can present all our requests to you and that you would give us peace. Peace 
that not this world understand peace that comes from you, O oh Lord. Thank you. We ask this in Jesus' most precious name. Amen. Some of you know that uh, after hearing from God that I left Balclutha and came here. I came here without a job. And even in that time when I came here, Palmerston North City Council had flown me up here and they had interviewed me for a service engineer job. And I thought, that is a job God is going to give me because he has promised me a job. And in that time, I got a call from someone who I did not know at all. He called me and he said, we would like to have a chat with you and to see whether you're interested to work for us. Just to fill you in, um, one of my friends had given my contact to this person and he had told me that I was looking for a job. So I went there, had the interview, and the very next day they offered me the job. You might be wondering why am I telling this story to you? Because what happened next was something that I want to testify to you this morning about God's faithfulness and that he is true when he says in his word that he will answer you. So I got the contract, looked at the contract, but the salary they offered was very low. I couldn't afford to leave, live um, in Palmerston North with that money. Now, when I came back to Palmerston North in 2008, I had to send $1,000 to India for my tuition fee to my dad every single month. And my loan was about 45000 New Zealand dollars. And I couldn't tell my parents that I had heard from the Lord that I could leave Balclutha and my job and come here without anything. I knew that they wouldn't understand. But when you hear from God, he will also give you strength. So God had given me faith and strength to believe in his word. And uh, when I look at the contract, I thought, okay, I still have the city council job. And they gave me three days to go back and tell my decision. The day I had to tell the other company, I got an email from city council and they said, your job has been put on hold for the next six months because of budget constraints. So it was a pretty tough situation for me and I had only 10 more days before I could send the money to my parents. What do you do in a situation like that? So I held the contract in my one hand and I went on my knees and prayed, Lord, what do you want me to do? God said, I say, God said, go and tell them you're not accepting this offer. Jumped in my car, went there and told the guy that, sorry, I'm not accepting this offer. He asked me why. And I said, salary is quite low. And he asked me, is that the only reason? I said, yes. So he asked me to wait for a few minutes. He went inside, called the owner of the company and came back and he said, we're going to offer you $10,000 more on top of that. I really couldn't believe it. That meant quite a lot for me. So that's why I signed the contract and ended up working for that company till I moved to my new role. Now, many of you, I think, in the past have heard me telling that I came here and God promised me a job. And this is the job I always told you about. 
So this is word in action for me, and that's why I share the story with you. Let us look at the first part of our verse a bit closely. Do not be anxious about anything. Now this is an exact repetition of Lord's command. In Matthew 6, 26 it says, Therefore, I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or drink, or about your body, what you will wear. Is not life more than food, and the body more than clothes? Look at the birds of the air. They do not sow or reap or store away in barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much valuable than they are? And also in Matthew 6.34 it says, Therefore do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. So we can see from the scriptures, God is asking us to rely on him, nothing else, rely on him and his promises. Now this is where most of us find trouble. How do we place our trust in God? I mean, there are so many things that we are waiting for. That prayer that we have been praying for that hasn't been answered for years. We find it tough to place our trust in God. But if you haven't got that thing that you are praying for all these years, there must be a good reason for it. I want to encourage you with this verse where it says, For the Lord God is a sun and shield. The Lord bestows favor and honor. Listen to this. No good thing does he withhold. No good thing does he withhold from those whose walk is blameless. That's Psalm 84, 11. So what is prayer? Many of uh, us have different ideas of prayer. The most common thing you hear is, oh, prayer is simply talking to God. I think in many ways it is. But we all know what talking means. I'm talking to you all. You're hearing my voice. I can see you're listening to me. Maybe some of you are not. So the point is, if you want to talk, you need at least one more person with you. Some people, again, might not agree with me. Some people talk to the walls, talk to the trees, talk to themselves. So to pray, the very first thing you need is to believe in God. Now, I don't have to tell you that uh, there are so many gods and so many different religions in this world. And they all pray to God in their own ways. But let me be very clear that the God of the Bible is the triune God that we worship. The Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. And He is the one who sent His Son, Jesus Christ, to this world so that He can become sin be, be, without sin and bore the wrath on the cross. And He died and He rose again. Jono preached last Sunday about then how then we be saved. I'm not going into detail about the gospel today, but simple. Repent and believe and place your faith in Jesus Christ. So only as a child of God, you have access 
to our Heavenly Father. Now the vital point is, how do we talk to God? And why does God want us to talk to Him? As I said, talking to God is not like human beings. And I think that is why we call it prayer. First of all, we don't see God when we pray to Him. But we may feel His presence. We don't see His ears. But we believe and know that He listens. When we cry to Him, we don't see His sympathy. But we may feel His comfort and His love. Prayer has many dimensions, many levels of communication. If you look at Psalm 139, it says, Before the word is on my tongue, you know it completely, O Lord. So he knows us inside out. Before we spit any word out, he knows it completely. Now, many of us uh, who are married here, we know that in marriage, the communication is so important. And research says that many relationships fail because of lack of communication. And I know it is a challenge. And I know as Christians it is a challenge for us to pray as well. As I said, there are different levels of communication. Some things that you can share with anybody. But there are some things in your life that you share only with the people who love you and that whom you love. I think the key of communication is being genuine and more than that, being available for someone. I remember this story. A young couple had lost their four-year-old and a pastor of their church went to their place, just sat with them, he simply sat with them throughout the night, didn't say anything. When the couple had taken their time, they testified that at that time, that was the best thing that anyone could have done to them. We should not be able to keep silent with God as to anything that interests us. And we are not right with God unless we have come to the point that entire openness, that means everything that we have, that we should be able to have that liberty to be open to God in our communication. Now naturally, as people, as men especially, when we come back from our work, we like to tell our wives and kids what we have done during the day. And most of you, if there are things in your life that concerns you, you would go and talk to a friend. Simply, you don't make note of it. You just go and, you know, be yourself. That's what the text, that's what it means when the text says, in everything, let your request made known to God. Now that's wise, of course, because multitude of little things can become a huge thing. I really like uh, in one of the commentary I read, if you are not, what it says here, if you are not get help from God, by telling him about little things, there will be very little of our lives that we shall tell him about at all. The other commentary I read, it says, prayer does not mean a superficial experience of a religion or a format that one follows. 
for a great many of us, the only notion that we have of prayer is asking God to give us the things that we want. I'm guilty of that. But there is a far higher region of communion than that, in which the soul seeks and finds and sits and gazes. The prayer of silent submission, in which the will bows itself before God. The prayer of quiet trust, in which we do not so much ask. And if we have such a union with God, by realizing His presence, by aspiration after Himself, by trusting Him and submission to Him, then we have the victorious antagonist of all our anxieties. So it's a complete submission to God. For if a man has that union with God, which is affected by such prayer, it gives him a fixed point on which to rest amidst all unrest. Now this analogy, I really like what, he's, what it said in the commentary. When there is, it is like bringing a light into a chamber when thunder is growling outside, which prevents the flashing of the lightning from being seen. Can you imagine there is lightning outside and your room is dark and you bring a candle into that light? into that room. All you see is the brightness of the candle. It doesn't matter what's happening outside. So that is the point. No matter where you are in your life, you know, sometimes we are so frustrated, so upset, but we don't go to God. We go to everyone. We go to probably internet, our friends, all those things. But all, we, all it needs is to go, go to God. There is something else I read about anxiety, and I thought it is quite interesting. There are many vague and oppressive anxieties that come and cast a shadow over our hearts, that if we could once define and put it into plain words, we should find that we vaguely fancied them a great deal larger than they were. Put your anxieties into definite speech. It will reduce their proportion to your own apprehension very often, speaking them even to a man who may be able to do little to help eases them wonderfully, put them into definite speech to God, and there are very few of them that will survive. I think that is true. You know, we get <laughs> so anxious, but then we, if we try to really go to the root, then we know it is not really those big problems. Moving on with the text, it says in everything, everything, everything in reference to what you want, all the supply that you want, wants of your families, everything in, res in respect to your affliction, your embarrassment, your sin, your spiritual struggle, your kids, your finance, it says everything. Now, I think as Christians, we do a big mistake when we think that we don't have to share our little things with God. We think it's not worth, worth sharing with God. Only we can pray when there are big issues in our lives. That's a big mistake you would do. The next, let's look at the next few words, which says, by prayer 
and petition with thanksgiving. I think this is the crux of it, thanksgiving. Many times I've wondered, you know, the Bible commands us to give thanks in all occasions. And I've always wondered how on earth you say thank you when, you have, when you're going through big trials in life, especially when you have lost someone in your family. How? I couldn't think. But when you look at the text, it says in everything you need to thank God. We can always and we always have reason to thank God for. For instance, if we are asking for some providence, we can thank God for what he has provided already. If we are praying for our kids' protection, we can always thank him for the protection that he has given until that time. And we can always thank God for his merciful interposition in the former days of trial. We can always thank God when we, have, when we pray for sin, pray, pray about our sin, that there is a glorious way that he has made for us in which we can be saved. The greatest sufferer that lives in this world of redeeming love and who has the offer of heaven before him has cause of gratitude. I looked up to see what supplication mean. And the supplication in Greek reads this way. Diomai, if I'm pronouncing it right. To want or to need or to beg. Now when I read that to beg, that speaks something, isn't it? For me, it speaks that I don't have the power, but God has the power. So God is actually asking us to even beg for things in our life. So, so far we have discussed about how we have to pray. And when we do these things, how God's peace rests upon us. As it said, the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, and that he will renew your mind, he will guard your hearts and mind in Christ Jesus. So it says in Christ Jesus, and it says, not some, but all. So it's 100%. So that's the promise we have. So how do we have that peace from God? God absolutely wants us to have true peace with him. And he does that through his Holy Spirit. And we get that peace when we are saved in Christ. Now on the outer, we may look restless. We may look worried. That's only on the outer. But most of us know that the peace and the rest that God has given us deep inside that cannot be shaken. Because the Holy Spirit is in you, you are able to live by faith and not to worry. No matter what happens, it is the Spirit who empowers you to be faithful, to trust and yield to Lord's will. With the Spirit, you are able to trust God beyond your ability. In 1 Peter 5.7 it says, Cast all your anxiety on Him because He cares for you. So as I mentioned in the beginning, if I know all these things, why was I so anxious? The reason for that was I wanted things my way. 
I just couldn't wait. I did not trust God. As simple as that. I think there is someone at the back. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> so the point is my attitude toward God and his word was not right. I did not simply believe his word. And I think that is what we find most difficult. Because we don't want God to control our life. We want to take the steering wheel away from him. So prayer is an intimate relationship with God. Now it's not really about big gatherings. It's not even about praying with many different people. Now those things do have their place. Please understand prayer is between you and God. It is between your heart and God's heart. You don't need an art to pray. I believe sometimes we think that, hmm, I can't go to the prayer meeting because I might not pray the right words. I might not say the um, right things. So prayer starts from you. Now the, for the most important prayers of my life, I can say that they have been without words. There are many times that I've felt grumpy. I've felt so upset frustrated but it is amazing that when you go to God how he puts you back into the right place and how he gives you rest I read a classic uh, paragraph I should say from uh, John Piper I liked it so much that's why I'm sharing with you in all this let us not forget the supremacy of Christ Prayer is the heart of worship and it is the heart of that point where God is most glorified when I am most satisfied in Him. Prayer is that point where I express my emptiness and my need and my craving and my longing and that point where God says, I am enough, I am enough. Ask, seek, knock, come, drink. Prayer is the point where it all comes together, where the human and the divine meet, with God being infinitely resourceful and me being perfectly bankrupt. They meet at a point of joy for me and glory for him. God is most glorified in you when you are most satisfied in him. So that is the supremacy of Christ. You know, we need to learn to go to God like that. So this is all about praying, how we can pray, and what our attitude should be. So talking is, as I said, it needs to be at least two people. So how does God respond to you? Does God talk back to you? Yes, he does. There are many ways that God talks to you. One of the most common ways is that he talks to you through his scripture and the Holy Spirit brings conviction. Sometimes he gives you dreams and visions. Sometimes it is a deep impression in your heart. 
sometimes even through fellow Christian brothers and sisters. And sometimes, yes, you will hear his voice. Look at this text where it says in John 10.27, My sheep listen to my voice. I know them and they follow me. So waiting to hear from God is very important. And I know, again, most of us find very difficult to do that. We want to say things and run away. And we expect an instant answer. Jesus was the perfect example for this. He was for prayer, I mean. He demonstrated how we can pray. He prayed pretty much all his life. In Luke 6, 12 says, He went out into the mountains to pray and prayed all night. He was up long before the daybreak and went to pray. Mark 1, 35. So the whole Bible is full of prayer. There are beautiful Psalms, which is just prayer. And so many portions of the scripture which talks about prayer. So if you want to pray, the first thing to do would be to read all those things. Now for us, this is something so intimate and so beautiful, I think, for Christians, is that we have that access to commune with God. And that our prayer keeps a relationship alive with Him. That's why God wants us to talk to Him. Now I started off with a story, and I want to end with the story as well. Before I got married, Priya and I got married, one of my friends, her name is Preeti, she was also in the same boat waiting for God to bring someone in her life. So we would discuss every time we met, we would discuss about our feelings that, you know, how frustrating at times for waiting. Um, we would discuss how, how much pressure we had from our different uh, um, families because she comes from a Hindu background as well and uh, they had the similar demands as my family. Um, so one day we decided that we will commit ourselves to pray for one another because we understood one another's burden really well. So we would pray. Um, we said we will pray for one whole month. So we would pray through text, emails, and things like that. And in that time, her family kept telling her that you would have been married if you were not a believer. And that was really hard for her because they thought they could find like a Hindu boy for her. And there were so many of them. Just after that, just a few months after that, I got married. And she was so happy for me. And I thought, ooh, she could be a bit disappointed now. She hasn't found anyone. But she was so happy for me. And then, a few months later, God brought someone in her life. And he's such a wonderful man. Priya and I went to her wedding in Auckland exactly a year after we got married. And in that wedding, I was able to testify that it is our God you know, who has provided before all those people. So I invite you today to commit yourself to prayer. Think about your prayer life as you're sitting there. 
some days I know that you won't even get time to kneel before the Lord. But I'm sure there will be plenty of time where you can talk to Him. Please remember that God is with you all the time through His Holy Spirit. The Word of God says, Taste and see that the Lord is good. In prayer, we give glory, we give praise. In prayer, we cry. In prayer, we trust. Now, if you haven't tasted that in your life this morning, I would love to love you to exercise that. You know, as I said, you don't need any art for that. Go to God and give everything that you have. Moses' scripture says that Moses' face shone every time he met with God. Now, very often, my daughter Adya comes to me, right? Many times happily, many times, few times grumpily. When she's upset, when I have scolded her, she just comes to me every time and just clings to me. And I ask her, what do you want? She says in my language, Papa Boda. That means I want Papa. She wants nothing else. She doesn't want me to say even anything. She gives me cuddle. She rolls over me. That's what she does. Sometimes when I'm working and doing something, she'll bring her toys, bring it all, spread it all around me, sits there. Again, she doesn't want anything. All she wants is my presence. All she wants that, you know, Andrea's nodding, that is right, isn't it? <laughs> that's all they want. And I can tell you, for that's what prayer means for me, that being like a child before the throne of heaven, before your heavenly Father. Let's pray. Father Lord, I so wish, Lord, that I could be like Adya to you and really be like a child and depend on you completely, Lord. I wish, Father, that I could place my entire trust in you. I know I don't, O oh Lord. Father, I want answers from you instantly. So, Lord, I pray that you forgive me and maybe forgive others who are like me, Father. Father, help us to really understand your heart. Help us to come to you like children, O oh Lord. And I pray, Father, that, that in this church, that in the coming days that we will be able to commit ourselves to you for prayer. And Father, it has to come from our hearts. So Lord, I pray that may you anoint us so that we can be prayerful. May this church be the church where people really get together and pray. May this be called the house of prayer, O oh Lord. That is what you desire for us. Thank you, Father. And I pray that you bless my brothers and sisters this morning, that there will be nothing out there that would hinder them to come to you, Lord.
you would protect them you would guard them and you would keep them thank you for your word oh lord thank you that we can rest in you and we can bring everything to you oh lord and that you will give peace and that you will guard our hearts and mind in your son oh lord in jesus most precious name i pray amen I